backport podcast, but the lake is with seemingly went forever and people still haven't heard the end of it. Uh, how are you, Adam? I'm going well, mate. Hello, hello. How's uh, how you going? Yeah, not bad, mate. Uh, I was a big week in footy, really. It uh, set up the last two weeks perfectly, didn't it? Yep. Uh, so we've got to have an interesting last two rounds of the season. A lot of, there's a lot of teams trying to buy for the eight. The top four is not cemented yet, so it should be good last two weeks of the year. And just set up a huge game with uh, your mob and Blake's mob, actually. We're going to soon. Uh, whenever that is, the AFL still haven't come around with a, uh, a fix yet, and it's on Monday night. So it's good. Good governance by the AFL yet again there. Uh, I mean, there's no crowd, so uh, they mustn't have any concerns that anyone's going to go watch. So they just uh, willy-nilly put any game on. It's what they've been doing for the last five years anyway, man. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, what did you make about the Toby Green suspension? Uh, I guess we better kick it off on that tonight since it happened about now. Um, well, he got what downgraded to one week. Yeah, downgraded to a week. Yeah, look, I think it's either... What the match review panel, like, I don't believe you can downgrade it. If you downgrade it, you should have threw it out. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I don't see how, if they wanted to suspend him, then it should have been like the one week initially from the match review panel and then say, yeah, they were correct. It was intentional or whatever, reckless. But then just to downgrade it, but you still get suspended. I'm not sure what, what's their reasoning behind that. They said it was uh, by the grading system. They said it was intentional, and they downgraded it from high impact to medium impact, and it even needed to be downgraded. So really, I thought the Giants went into a horrible game plan yeah? because it needed to be downgraded twice to low impact. Yeah, so it needed to be downgraded to either reckless or uh, low impact, and I just thought that I thought reckless was clearly their best opportunity. Yeah, I would have thought reckless for sure. Medium impact, which wasn't that low impact, which was just ridiculous. Didn't the game. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's, I think it's an interesting decision to bring it down just to one week. I guess what, what was the idea that if Dangerfield's larynx or his throat was actually fractured, it would be maintained high, like a high impact. But wouldn't it, it probably would have been severe. Severe. Yeah, well, you fracture someone's larynx. I think that's a pretty yeah. severe impact. In the, yeah. Yeah, so it's just it's interesting. Even there, like that's probably one of the big other things with the match review panel is or oh, the tribunal. We look at the outcome of the injury a lot. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. So uh, and the Mason Redmond one, well, that was thrown out. I think we came to the right decision. I think the fact that they even gave him a week was just the AFL being the AFL this year. To be honest, I guess they get some lawyer fees money that day. Yeah, I don't know. It's just shocking. <laughs> Perhaps that's one. That's a thing. Yeah, it's well. Essendon won't have all their players ready for the last two weeks. So even Ridley, I think he's a um, Redmond's had an. I think he's improved this year. Yeah, ever since I bagged his friend at the uh, at the casino, his cousin. <laughs> he's come good. So you know. Uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll get cracking into the uh, footy for this week. So on the Friday night, it was the Cats and the Giants. Well, the Cats had their chances, really, especially towards the end in that last quarter, but the Giants outplayed them all night. They were the better team. Yeah, man. We were on top of the night, and they just got the game and they got it onto their terms. I think July, their 450 entries were quite volumes. 
ball going forward. But there wasn't too much system. And I just think um, around the... And I think they were more intense at the contest. A few contests that you saw the intensity of the Giants hitting the packs, and I think it was... They might come out raring to go. Yeah, I agree. I just think, um, yeah, they wanted the Giants. I think they got their families back, um, back into Victoria for that... Well, I think it was two days before the game, and that seemed to just make them all happy. And... It was a bit of a bit of a bit of a <laughs> I think they might have been like that. I'm pretty fired up the Giants. They played some good football. Probably the best football they played all year, I thought, to be honest. Yeah. They did the opposite for the Sydney Swans, mate. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Swans had, Swans had two nights, you know? Yeah, that's... Uh, you don't want to push it too hard. But, um, yeah, so... The, uh, 19-point winners, and I think uh, they, they should play finals, really, now, the Giants. If they're, they're good enough to beat the Tigers, and they play finals, and it's in their hands, so good on them, really. Um, we move to the next game, which was Carlton and Gold Coast at Marvel Stadium. Oh, this was the uh, nail in the coffin for David Teague, and uh, the Suns win by 19 points. Just the inconsistency of Carlton is, is unbelievable. Um, when you look at some of their results, they're just such an inconsistent club. Uh, I'm not sure if that falls under Teague. I will say it's more on the players' group's responsibility and the culture of the club, but I guess if that means Teague has to go again, another coach, I'm not sure bringing in another coach is actually going to help until they address the problems within the club. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Carlton are just, well, they set uh, Bolton up to fail, and I think they set Teague up to fail. He didn't even have a football director for the first year of his job, really, and that's just the polling management, really, from the top down. The president's going, they're getting a new president in who's the same part of the same boys' club that's been there for years. Um, but I just I think it's ridiculous to be honest. I think the club really needs to wake up call, and I agree with you. I think it's on, it's on the playing group. It's the same guys letting him down, the same young guys when Bolton was there to let him down, and it's the same young guys that are now doing it when they're even older, which is worse when Teague's there. So, what on? how much they actually want to win. Like, they seem happy to get, like, the one win when the pressure's on him. Go out, we're happy, we sing this song, we have a couple of drinks, or we're happy for the week. And then the next game, it's like, there's not an actual, like, what's their intention? Is their intention to win a premiership? Do they want to be, like, serious contenders? I'm not sure. I can't say it. the players, they seemingly don't have that as their goal. No, I've just got to point out one player, and that's Adam Saad. He come over from the Bombers, and he's been deplorable. He, he, he's standing. He doesn't want it. No, and they're big money. He's just he's just not a footballer. Yeah, you like you say, he just doesn't want it. He never has, I don't think, as, as a, a footballer. It's a culture problem. It's similar to St Kilda, I reckon. It's just that losing yeah. culture. And, 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 and unfortunately, when that builds into a club, it can stay there for a long time. And you saw it with Melbourne. Um, and they've only changed that recently. And you've seen it with St Kilda for the, since, you know, that generation of Rewalt and Del Santo retiring. And Lenny... Sure, yeah, exactly right. That's um exactly what I was thinking. Is that it's it's hundred percent culture, and culture comes from the top down. Um, I think the fans also has an impact on culture as well, to an extent. But yeah, a lot of it, the board have to set up uh, standards. Um, the coaching staff, every person involved in the club has to set standards for each other, and they need to hold each other accountable. Well, what it takes to be a great um to turn that culture. Yeah, and I think that Carlton are showing no signs at all. 
I, I'm not going to rule him out. I still think you can turn it around. I know you're never too high, you're never too low, so you can easily turn it around. But I'm not. Well, not with the current group or the current the way they go about it. I don't think that's going to happen. But it can, no. it can change. If things can change quickly. Yeah, we'll go on to the uh, the next game, which is the Tigers and the Kangaroos. Well, we, the Tigers got the job done. I think the senior guys stood up uh, this week, which has been different to the last few, and that was a difference. Yeah, it was a tale of two halves, this game. Yeah, it was. We were despicable in the first half. Some of the football we were playing, it was just non-competitive in, in the first quarter, to be honest. Should have been more. We should have been more down a quarter time. Uh, we didn't have Nick Foster in that team. That would have been, they would have been eight, nine goals up a quarter time. Foster wasn't playing that game. They, he was the only one, seemingly, just, he was stopping everything. But they had so much entry that they were still kicking goals, so... Yeah, it's definitely... Um... I was happy with Jack Graham's game. I thought uh, he bounced back really well. Uh, he, he had a great game, game I, I think with Richmond, like, you look at them now and the way they've been playing, it's hard to really see them making finals and really even putting up a fight, really, with what they've been dishing up the last two months. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll play finals. But I think they're, they're going to... I think you will still. Really? No, I don't think... They won't win this week. The way we played against North Melbourne, if we rock up with that effort against the Giants, I think we'll get absolutely pummeled. Well, yeah, maybe. I think there's still a chance to play finals. Because, like I said, results go their way. They might not even have to win their uh, both games. But you assume if Giants win, they'll be in there. But they could easily win this week. But like Blake said, I don't see them having any impact in the finals. Yeah, I think um, Richmond, and I don't even think they're a bad team. I just think they're mentally checked out. They've had their time. And maybe next year they will bounce back and have one more run. Um, but I think even, yeah, like even the coach, he looks tired as well. Yeah. yeah it's, been a, it's been a big five years for the club anyway. Yeah. So you, you would concede that they might have, they might want to just check out a bit early. I think uh, I'll just say that North Melbourne, um, with Davies Unia. Uh, played a terrific game. I thought Dry Sinkman was really good again. Jed Anderson was good. The, these young guys or middle-aged guys in their group, Zerha kicked four goals. I think they're starting to build a formidable midfield. And if they can get someone like a Tim Taranto, which I heard that they're going after now, uh, I think that'll be really big for them. And they could even well, push Taranto towards Taranto signed it. for three or four years last year, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think they've got the cap. But I think that... He was linked to St Kilda as well for a bit there. Yeah, I think that Taranto will be the one to make way. Him or Tom Green will come home at this trade period. Yeah. I'm very confident. This isn't um, Hopper. Hopper's out of contract at the moment, so he could be the one to go. I'm not really looking for that highly at the moment. One of the star midfielders is leaving. Uh, I'd be very happy to have any of them at Richmond. I'd take them over Chera. So. I think Taranto's better than Chera. Like, uh, I think You've got a well-rounded yeah, yeah, player yeah. at 24. How old is Taranto? 24, 25, not even. Yeah, he's, he's much older. Better. Which is the. How the, old is Taranto? Taranto would be 22, 23. Like, if you're going to offer an eight million dollar deal, surely you'd offer him over Cali, who's injury prone. Like, Taranto is really durable. Yeah. He had that one injury. He what did he do? His ACL last year. What did he do last year? He had one big injury, but that really he's a pretty durable player, really. Well, yeah, Toronto is well, think... a very good player. He's, he's dominated. Really... 
Kelly misses too many games for me to say you'd pay him a million dollars. Yeah. Well, you can't really go because they made that deal with that trigger. Three years, years ago. ago. Yeah. They made it when he was an A grader or burgeoning as like a top 10, top 15 midfielder in the comp. And he just he's just not that. We're, I think we can all say he's not that. I think he could have very easily be that, Josh Kelly. I think that everyone wants to really on him. Yeah, he, he has games. If he can get consistency when he plays well, he'll be a top 15 midfielder. Because when he plays well, he's really silky. He wins yeah. the hard ball. He does everything right. But he's well, enough at the moment. Yeah, well, I think consistency... Now, Kelly's pretty old. He's, he's well within his prime. So I, I think if he can't find consistency yet, then when is he going to find? He's 26 years old. Taranto is still only 23. Chero's 21. Yeah, you expect like him it. to have that consistency well, by we'll by now. Yeah, because what did Dusty start peaking at? Twenty seven. Nah, Martin started peaking maybe before that. I thought. Yeah, I thought Martin was pretty inconsistent all of his career until he hit stride all of a sudden out of nowhere. It was just like out of nowhere. So I thought the year before, uh, two thousand seventeen. So I don't know how old he was in two thousand sixteen. Because he had a few years where he was playing like like a bit mid, half back, just like long balls out of the back line, like wasn't really hitting targets or doing yeah, much like a lot of a lot of more, more a lot of midfielders have is when like they just kind of blaze away, and then once his volume's really doubled up and improved, and yeah. he really become elite. Yeah. 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 I mean, I thought that uh, in two thousand and sixteen. Uh, yeah, he averaged 31 disposals a game. So that was, well, was... I think North are coming to, together much quicker than what everyone thought. And I was saying at the start of the year that I think they were going to, they were looking like they were improving a lot. I they're, really, they're following the coach. I've, I've seen North Melbourne and I watch them and I see them sticking to the game plan. I see them, um, I see a structure. I see, you know, a vision going forward for them. And I think they're buying into the coach and the, and the team. And I think they've improved a lot. And I think they're a lot more advanced okay. than what people thought they would be. I just want to see next year because it can always happen uh, yeah. when you get a, a new carriage and, you know, that honeymoon phase that every club seems to go through. Well, they've got good pickups. I think Collingwood's made a mistake now, like letting Truor go. And then, like, now Jaden Stevenson at North is playing really well. Um, He's still yeah, very inconsistent, Stevenson. Yeah. But I think they got the, they're getting their money's worth out of him. Yeah, very bad, yeah. But uh, anyway, we'll go on to the uh, the next game, which is a showdown. Uh, it was a low scorer, but it was a, it was an enthralling last quarter, I thought. Uh, Port just got over the line. They didn't play very good football at all. Uh, the Crows gave everything they had in the showdown, but uh, yeah, Port just came out on top, I suppose. Yeah, I think it shows that I think Port Adelaide, they're just flat trackers. They're going to beat the easy teams. And then you watch them struggle against Adelaide. I don't think their win against St Kilda was very convincing. Um, you know, they beat GWS. I don't know if how good of a form you can really say GWS is. I just think Port are the worst top four team in there for, like, over the last few years, Port's one of the worst top four teams I've seen. Oh, they were, they were a kick away from the grand final last year. They, you can't say they're too bad, really. Yeah. I think, I yeah, that's... Rate them. I, like, I've been bullish on Port Adelaide for a while. I... I Yeah, uh, you there, mate? Uh, I think he's got his friend go black, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, the way uh, I see yeah. Port, I think Port got a lot of the same players as well. Yeah, they've got... Um, they have a... Yeah, go on, mate. 
No, I was just going to say, yeah, a bit of technical difficulties there. Phone's a bit dodgy. Need an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, so what are you going to say? I'm bullish no, on Port, so. Port Adelaide, I'm a bit bullish on Port. I, put, I see the concerns regarding Port Adelaide, but they have had experience. They were, like you said, they only kick away from the grand final last year. Um, they have experience. They uh, they see they added their recruits well. They brought in Elliot Elia. He's had a fantastic season. I still think they got some uh, small forwards to come back. And I I don't know. I just bullish that they got an inside ball in, in wines in the midfield and Berg. I think that, them two are going to be crucial. The midfield is very same. The midfield. I find their whole team like not their whole team. Sorry, but they're, a lot of their midfield the same. Like I look at Wines, Boak, Pal Pepper, um, even Carl and. Yeah, I, I see them all the same player, and I think that's why they're not that good. I think it will come down to how well Wines, and especially Wines on the inside, and Boak as just that workhorse, can win influence the midfield. Because I think that the half-forwards are capable, and I think the half-backs are also pretty pretty useful players as well. well just whether that midfielder... Most... Willem Drew's a bit iffy. I'm not sure if I, if I want to bring him into a final, but I guess that's all they got. Their most different midfielder is Carl Amon, because he's able to get a bit of zip. But he's yeah. inconsistent, and so if they're going to be different, they need. I wouldn't say Carl Amon's inconsistent. I think that's a terrible call. I don't. I reckon he's inconsistent, man. I I know. Like read his stats for me each week. Ah, uh, and I'll just uh, I'll I'll just get him up here. I don't think he's very inconsistent, Carl Amon. I thought he's had nearly sort of season. When I looked at his stats, he's been very good this year. Um, let me have a look here. He's had. He's averaged 24 disposals a game this year, and he's kicked 11 goals. Uh, so he pretty much goes at – so his last five weeks, he's had 28, 26, 24, 31, and then uh, 14 against the Crows was his worst game he's had for a while. The two weeks before that were 26 and 26. Yeah. So, I think he's having a good season. I think he's having a good season. He's not in it. He's not a clearance player, and so like he's just a one of he's a winger. Mine, uh, that's what he's that's his position. So, to me, that's it doesn't really influence my concerns in actual midfield, which I have for Port Adelaide. No, I think uh, I think the Port Adelaide one, uh, the big two of Port Adelaide is whether Zach Butters can hit top form like he was last year, and whether Connor Rosie can have a breakout September. If those two things happen, they can win the premiership. If not, I don't think they can. Yeah, well, that's 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 same same for mine. I think mm-hmm. they have they have a mixture of youth and experience in their team. Like you said, Butters and Rosie, can, can they turn it turn it on at the right time of the year? Um, that's that's what we have to wait and see. Even guys like Georgie Artists now, I think they're dangerous because they have guys like Georgie Artists who can just have massive games. I mean, their key defensive stock, Trent McKenzie, I don't trust him to in a big match against a big forward. But And Charlie Dixon, I think that's the other big one for Port Adelaide. Can they get him into form? Can they? Because I still think if they can isolate him 1-1, he, he's still as good as him. Yeah, I agree. Goal. But can they, get him, can they get him to the right spots at the right time with the right service? That's the biggest concern for Port Adelaide. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to the next game. Uh, I won't Blake take this one. The Saints down the Swans by five goals to keep their season alive, and Jack Steele was clearly the best of field. I'm back, boys. My phone uh, cut out. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. cut out. I was looking at Carl Amon's stats. He's actually surprised me in the last few weeks. And when I was following at the start of the year, I thought he was inconsistent. So obviously he's improved it. I just haven't noticed. Um, yeah. Well, St Kilda. What's uh, what's new with them? They rock up one week and they all they won't rock up the next three. Um, 
obviously the new inclusions. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 I, I think um, our inclusions this week were the big difference. I think um, even though like Highmore has only had a handful of games, McKenzie was one of them fringe players on the fringe have been delisted. Um, he's turned his season around. He's had a big. He's had a big in, impact, like helping out in defence, laying tackles, um, just showing like a bigger, a bigger presence around the ground. Um, and obviously, um, Sinclair. He, he saved. Sinclair has the ability to save a few goals and add a bit of zip and clearance in the back in the back line as well. And I think all three of them coming in made a big difference. Um, made a huge difference for us. And I've, I was saying that for a couple of weeks. We really missed McKenzie when he went down. His pressure and his tackles. Um, his ball use actually improved. I can't even believe the player McKenzie is right now compared to what he was years ago. I didn't even know that he was still playing. I didn't even know he was still on the St Kilda list before this year's start. I thought he was delisted a year ago. So I was surprised to even see him playing. And he's had a great year. Highmore in a handful of games, his defensive work is really good. Um, and, yeah, Sinclair... I think he's really one of the most underrated players in the AFL at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to give credit out to Sinclair. I, I was doubting him early in the year. Yeah, you said uh, on the podcast. Yeah, uh, watching his performances recently, he has he has improved a lot from what he was. I think the position changes helped him a lot because as a small forward or half forward flank or whatever role he was playing, it was quite really blow par. But in oh, the back yeah. line, sometimes... He's kicking. He's always had ability, but he's, his problem has been like the rest of St Kilda. He's kicking and his ball use was always really bad. Um, but his ability to sh- like get a clearance in defence and run the ball out and get us out of trouble, he's he's really key to us at the moment. Showed himself in free in the back line than what yeah. he has in any part of his career. So and sometimes going to the back line, it, it might it could be an easy position to play. It's very tough to be a forward in the modern game. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was always playing different positions over the years. He's always like a midfield, a wingman, a half forward, a back pocket. He's always mixing up. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think St Kilda starting to get good balance with these new defenders because I think when Ben Patton went down the start of the year, we were in trouble. Um, but I think Highmore has filled the spots really well. Like, he gets in to help as a second man up. Um, he takes good marks, gets into the right spots. So, um, yeah. Oh, I just want to share that with Parker. He was enormous. So that I'd, uh, 12 clearances, 30 disposals. Would have been an absolute drubbing. I thought he was he was just huge for the Swans. I thought he was and the like, second best man on the ground. Yeah, and like, like all season, when Sydney... Uh, Sydney's main problem is that they don't win clearances and they let the other teams win clearances. And it's smashed around Swans. And I think Parker's the only one. Kennedy has his uh, tries hard. He's getting older. And Parker seems to be the only one. It actually is like a ball that wins those clearances, and I think that's what's going to prevent them in finals from, you know, from winning. Been one of the most consistent AFL players over the last five years, I'd say. He, yeah. he's, he's he's a star, and he he actually is not paid as well as what I think he should be paid. Because I'm pretty sure he signed a deal at like six, seven hundred, and he's probably worth more than that, to be honest. Well, I know factually that Richmond offered him a lot more to come. Uh, I think it was two or three years ago, but he signed on at the Swan. So his ability to win hard ball to take marks, to kick goals, to get into the right spot. He can play inside, outside. He's he's a he's the all round player. He's a defensive he works like defensively. He yeah. hits the scoreboard. Bumpers, bumper centers. Yeah, he's a, he's really he's an unbelievable player. Overhead too. So he has a point of difference in the midfield. And I think Good he'd be ability. a lot more highly talked about if he played in the Melbourne team. I think the fact that he plays for Sydney is why he's not talked about as much. 
Yeah. Yeah. There is long long jeopardy wise. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that one. He'd always awesome. be in Brownlow talks, full on Brownlow talks, if he played in a Melbourne team. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we're going to the next game. Uh, Sunday afternoon, it was the Hawks and the Pies. Uh, the Hawks won by 19 points. And Well, I, I, I personally think Hawthorne just better than Collingwood. I think they're going to better places than the Pies. And uh, I think Collingwood's in a word I heard as a football club. But I, I can't see much white at the end of the tunnel there, to be honest. I don't honest. know if I trust Mitchell. I think... Um... I think what Clarko's doing is setting a standard to put some pressure on Mitchell if if, if things go pear, pear-shaped early next year. Yeah, well, he could. He's been uh, – uh, Jonathan Brown was saying he's been coaching very hard the last few weeks, Clarko, so. Yeah. I just want to say, Tom, Tom Mitchell, enormous. Uh, 44 disposals, a goal, eight yeah. clearances. He loves playing the pies, Tommy Mitchell. He yeah. just thrives on them. And you would think Pies would send a man to him and not let him run free roam out there. Uh, just dumbfounds me, uh, some of those choices. Jack's it's going to be interesting to see if Mitchell stays. I'm still really um, – I'm still not con- – I'm not convinced that he's going to stay at Hawthorne. No, nah, either am I. I don't think Sam Mitchell wants Tom Mitchell at the Hawks. So. I think St Kilda should make a go for him. No, I don't think. I don't think Saint has. They've already got quite. They already got Crouch, Still, Dunstan. Dunst, Dunstan. Yeah, any, you already got. Um, we only got one A grade. I, I think Mitch would be good for us. Just a clearance, a clearance yeah, piece. You're gonna have to turf out one of those other midfielders. Who? Dunstan or? Oh, not or really. Seb Ross. Seb Ross isn't really playing full mid, full time mid. He's playing a bit. Mitchell, you'd be an incredibly sorry football team. If you no, just I, added, I think if we added Mitchell, it'd feel our weakness, which is a low clearance team. No, nah, but I don't think that's a clearance when you're winning. So I think when the effort's there for the Saints, their clearances are fine. I just think no, it's effort. I, I, th- I don't think it's effort. We we have been killed in most games. Even with Ryder, we've been killed in center clearance a lot of games. It's it's a, it's a really it's a really big weakness of our team. The team that suit would be um, Tigers, uh, Carlton, someone that could use put in a plug, plug in a midfielder. They'll just rack him up and become the highest ball winner. Yeah, I, I think Richmond at the club. To be honest, that would best fit him and best fit us. But you think I don't everyone suits Richmond, though. Yeah, well, the, Richmond is the kind of like team you expect. Yeah. So. Well, you yeah, expect I don't really want him to who. They want so I don't really think anyone, everyone suits us. Do, do you really want to go to Richmond? Like though, would you do you want to go to Richmond who really have won all their flags and you don't even know if they want to win the flag? Obviously, every team wants to win the flag, but if the players yeah, aren't all in, would probably go. I, I would think Tom Mitchell would love playing at Richmond. Yeah, no, I think, I think we would be we would be uh, his first choice of club to be. At he's already team. he's already not a one club player, so it doesn't really matter yeah. really. Who's yeah. made offers to him? Well, the rumours were that Richmond had, but then we said we didn't, so... I, I think Carlton would be silly not to try to get Yeah, it. I think Carlton that, that were talking about... Midfield, they only got two midfielders in their team, and, and that's it. Uh, they got, do, they they, want, do they want Tom Mitchell, though? Like, he's 29. So, but, so, so what's, what midfielder do you think Kilda need, though? I don't think you need a midfielder. We need a midfielder, mate. We need a midfielder. We need you a need, really uh, midfielder. You need a full forward and a key back much more than you need a midfielder. We don't need a full forward. We need a full back. Oh, well, you need the second forward. Second forward option. I think they yeah. St Kilda could use an explosive um, forward who can go in the midfield and get like impact clearances, someone like Stringer. I think that's oh, what they're missing more. 
Nah, I reckon if, if I was going to take a player, if Tex Walker isn't playing next year, I'd happily take him in St Kilda. I think he's yeah, good. Yeah, second forward is crucial as well. So you Tex can free Walker, up memory as well. We, we, people are forgetting. Like, yeah, Tex Walker's made a mistake and he's going to have to pay the price for that. But he's kicked 48 goals this year and if he didn't do what he did, he'd still be in the chase of the of the Coleman. Um, so I would definitely take him at St Kilda as a second forward, 100%. It'd cause havoc down there if, if he were to play with, alongside King. Yeah, King could use a second uh, yeah. experienced body to take the pressure off him anyway. Yeah, but I do, I, I, I know you guys maybe not agree, but I think St Kilda needs one more really classy midfielder. Um, so that's what I, that's I've always. Yeah, well, every every team who wants to win a premiership wants their literary of uh, iterinary of midfielders that they can put in there. Yeah, uh, we'll, go we'll find out. Um, that was the dogs and the bombers. Well, this was a famous, famous victory for us, and then at Marvel, it was just enormous for them. They got the job done in a stirring win against the dogs. I thought it was one of the highlights of the season as a new Peter Wright just absolutely tore the dogs a new one. I wasn't, I wasn't convinced, and I don't have anything against Essendon. I just think it was one well, of the For you not to be convinced about that victory, then you have to be biased towards the bombers. Um, no, I honestly, I think. I mean, you can't really say that after what they've dished up really in the last month. Um, they couldn't put GWS away when they were playing the most woeful footy I've seen. Um, they struggled against North. I think this matchup wise, matchup wise, the way the Bulldogs like to play, and and how offensive the Bulldogs are, I think that because Essendon are are, are offensive and they like to go quick, I think Essendon's midfield is just as good as the Dogs' midfield, and. As I've always said, I said the dogs rely on their midfield to win games because they always play forward of the ball. And I think they matched up really well against Essendon, matched up really well against the dogs in being able to beat them in clearance. Um, I also think that they had a bit of luck as well with people like two metre Peter kicking seven straight. Yeah, two metre Peter kicking seven straight. Is two metre Peter going to do that every week? You know, and if, no and if, way. Do, and if he it's doesn't false. do that, that do Essendon it's win fool, if he doesn't do that? It's fool's gold. Let's be honest. It's fool's gold. He had what did he have? Yeah. Nine disposals and kick seven goals. No, no. It, it, I'm it's saying that. He's been building towards that sort of performance. If you watch him for the last three weeks, he's been building towards kicking yeah, a game. Where build, I think he got he got a favourable matchup and he, I he exploded that. Next week. I think he kicks through next week. I think he's turned the corner as a footballer. I've, I've been saying it for. No. I'm not buying. I don't. I don't see it. I, I'll see he can pop up and have those kind of games, but he's not going to be that forward who does yeah. turns into a Coleman medal winner. I, I'll be like surprised if he does. It, it'll be similar to Bruce when he pops up and kicks eleven goals or whatever. Yeah. Or I mean, and, and similar, similar, similar fool's gold form to Chol kicking his four goals or Radicalia kicking his four goals. He gets a favorable matchup and you exploit it. Can you back it up against a proper defender? Who yeah. schemed against you? No, I don't think you will. Yeah, not the Bulldogs who don't really have a proper defender. Yeah, now yeah. everyone's going to watch out for Peter Wright this week, and you'll and you'll watch tape of him. I'm not sure if many teams will probably watch tape of him. He kicked seven goals from his previous four games. Well. Do you think does Essendon win that game if he doesn't kick? If he doesn't pull it out of his butt and kick seven? No, well they don't. But you can say that about no. every game. Really. You can say that about every game. If someone so if someone so everyone wins off someone kicking seven every week, is what you're telling me. So every no, time I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. No, listen to me for a minute. I'll tell you that. Here's a tip: if someone so doesn't get forty disposals 
If McRae doesn't get 40 against, I don't know, someone to kick two goals, then they probably don't win the game. You can say that about every single game, every single you know, week. I'm, I'm yeah. Disposals. The seven straight. Yeah, disposals are more repeatable. Otherwise, that's yeah. just like saying Hawthorne get done every week and Mitchell gets 35, 40 every week. Like, um, it's different, yeah. It's totally it, different it, when you're putting scores on the board because kicking seven straight, it's pretty massive. Yeah, it's not a yeah. Most of St Kilda's game, they kick two, 250. <laughs> so, um, you know, seven it's straight. Not, not going to do that every week. Everyone no. knows that. And, and if he sorry, can do that, I don't no, think they will. No one's going to do that anyway. And can you also, another thing I'm, I'm asking you to look at is, do you really think the Dogs played that good this week? No, I thought the Dogs were slightly down. They were pretty average, and they've been looking average the last couple of weeks. And then they still probably could have won that game, and Peter Wright kicked seven, and that's what wins the game. So I can't sit there and say, Essendon and Noah, they've arrived, they're that good. Um, well, I think that game, Essendon, it wasn't Essendon even really... They'll go that close to the top four next year, the Bombers. It's not I don't think so. Four. I don't see it. I think next nah, year but... is a different story. For me, that game was more revealing to Essendon's backline. I think I have more faith in their backline developing than uh, more faith in their forward line. I think Ridley is developing to a really, really good AFL footballer who I doesn't do many one on And he's got taste, his quality good. intercepts. And Stewart and had a good game defending his man. Laverde is developing well. Cutler is developing well. Hines been a great addition into that back line. I think it was, I had more faith from that game. I saw more from their back line holding out than their, their well, forward line, apart from a miracle effort by Wright. Well, that, that asks a question. Is Essendon the team that goes to Taylor Walker next year? No. 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 Who's going to go for him? You reckon his career's really done? Yeah, I, I don't think he'll play football again. I, I think he'll be at Adelaide next year. Isn't he Isn't he going to be at Adelaide next year? Oh. Uh, no, anyway, I think, I, I think he's a certainty not to be at Adelaide next year. I think, I think it's hard to see him playing for Adelaide after the coach dished up the crying in the interviews during the week. So yeah, he's going to be Adelaide hard, for sure. That's hard to come back from. You don't, you don't turf out. I think he'll be there. I don't think they'll turf him out. Uh, I, I, think I, they won't, I think they won't matter. I think Rory Swain wants him out. Yeah, well. Well, uh, that's his own discretion, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think he'll be out. I think he'll come back to the club if, if he leaves. I'm not sure which club will pick him up. Uh, plenty of clubs could use a uh, key forward, a veteran key forward. Everyone deserves a second chance. Everyone makes mistakes, and he's kicked 48 goals. I mean, you can't not play next year. He's made a couple checks. Huh? He's made a couple. I would say. What did he? Uh, what else did he do? The way he led the football club through the. Uh... After the grand final, it was just nothing short of disgraceful and disgusting, to be honest. What did he, what did he do? Uh, he, he was the leader. So he, you're the captain of the club, yeah? Yeah. And he let, and he let the Indigenous players be racially vilified on that on that camp that the club sent them to. Are you talking about the camp? Yeah, the camp. And then... Yeah. Uh, and then, and then that was the coaching staff. That was the coaching staff that did that. No, if you're the captain, you can speak up about something. You're the captain of the football club. There was a lot of things done. We don't know the truth about that camp. We can't really say anything and put that on him because there was a lot of things said, not just race. Right? That wasn't just racial, that camp. There was things said about um, family and people cheating and people's wives and being cheated on and stuff. They, were, they went to players and got some real serious information of each of the players um, behind players' backs, talking to different players behind players' backs. And there was a lot of things said. I, I'm not going to pin that on him because I think that was the club internal, the way it was coached. Uh, 
I don't. I'm looking for that on a player. Well, I just don't think what kind of whack is... job camp is that? I'm always going under the radar with so much things going on in that club, isn't it? Anyway, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, Freeman on Brisbane. Well, this was just uh, I told him I want, I want an apology by everyone. I was agreeing it's... with you. I said, no, you said to me, Oh, it could be on. I said to you that it'll be the biggest scoring win of the round. Yeah, you told that one well. That was, you couldn't that have was trusted Freeman and just put up that despicable effort. I should have taken the eight to one. I should have put a bet on it. I don't trust Fremantle at all. Me either. How uh, uh, Fremantle. You're talking about when Essendon did play well. I don't think Brisbane played that well in this game. Fremantle was just terrible. Anyone could have yeah, beat Yeah, but Fremantle bring up those. Zorko you can only beat. Game. You can only beat who's in front of you. And Wait, Fremantle Adam, bring Zorko. Zorko absolutely He's started. made a key. He's made a case, actually, for All-Australian. You guys, when you guys laughed at Not Zorko at All-Australian, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And to this day, I'm still shocked. It was some of the worst. It was I some of the back. worst. I take it back. He could make it now. It was a complete lack. The, the laughter and that is, is imprinted in my memory. I'll, I'll tell you why. It's shocking. I'll... I tell you why I think me and Will were not happy with him is because I I think it was me. I'm not sure if Will had a multi, but he did something the week before that podcast where he had like six disposals to like three quarter time and did nothing. Yeah, Brisbane were in poor form. I think personally that uh, I don't think Brisbane can be a backer at all. I don't think they're that good. I never have. I didn't think it last year. I was right. I don't think this year. I'll be proven right again. They played well. Danaher played well. The big area is actually having a good few weeks. Um, yeah, I'll do it. There's a bit. There's a few queries on, on Brisbane regarding some players like Lockie Neal. Can they get him back into form? When, when they the, get him back? I think Lockie Neal's playing injured. I don't think he's 100. percent No, I thought the game said more about Freeman. Yeah. You know, that was one of the yeah, worst. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, I'm not surprised by that performance. I watched Freeman on play Geelong and they couldn't kick a goal. Well, they kick one goal Brisbane. for a half. How can you say Brisbane so, had a chance? Fremantle, when, when you get on top of them in a the system, they cannot score and they will be beat comfortably. So I, I don't really have, say, they're not a finals team at all. Can you say Brisbane aren't a chance really, though, when you got – I look at the weekend, you see Geelong come unstuck. You see um, Geelong, uh, the dogs get done by, by Essendon, really, who aren't that good. I see Melbourne panic, absolutely panic last night against West Coast. They were in panic mode. They, if you looked at the bench with five minutes ago, they were all like standing around talking, like shitting themselves. Um, I can't say Brisbane aren't a chance. I still think they're a chance. I, I, think I, don't, I don't think they have any hope of winning a premiership, Brisbane. Oh, not for well, maybe. I'm not ruling them out. Oh, I, think I think they'll beat Port. Nah, they're both very similar for me. I don't think they can win it. I think uh, I don't, I think, going, I don't think Brisbane's out of it. I'm calling it now. I don't think Brisbane's out of it. Yeah, I, I just think that uh, the race between three it has been for a while now. Those three will fight it out in September, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, looking like, it's, it's looking like a Bulldogs-Geelong qualifying. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going. I think if you let Brisbane have it on their terms, they're dangerous. I think it, it, if you're capable of taking it off their terms, they. I don't think they've got a plan B. Um, I think he would going down was was a yeah. hail mary gone to them. So we'll go to the next game, which is the Eagles and the Demons. Well, it was a game I like a bit of drama. This one, 
flash in the last quarter for hiding around. And, and there was turned out to be no one. So it was good again for the AFL. Very good week. And the AFL HQ, I thought. Uh, but yeah, Melbourne just got the job done. Petrarca was simply outstanding, I thought, in this game. Like, wait, and all was good. Yeah. Uh, for the, the new Ali Yo, I thought, was absolutely massive. And uh, Don Keaton, yeah. too. Good. Um, Yeo and Sheed played a massive game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very good. That's the, that's the kind of performance you expect from Ali Eo. No sporting experiences and poor on disposal. You know, he had a great game as well, that Luke Jackson. Cost me a lot, but he had a great game. Yeah, I he think he's very done good. at the Rising Star Award all week. The way he gets to the ruck, and he doesn't win many hitouts, but the way he gets to the ruck contest and then spreads both ways and his ability of like how fast he is to get into defence and then get into the forward line, create an option on the wing. He's a really good player. I'll just say that uh, I think what the difference in the finals could be for Melbourne, uh, Ben Brown, thought he was really good against the Eagles. Against a pretty, uh, I mean, Edwards wasn't, but their defence still stands up. got okay. a lot of yeah. space though, Ben Brown, last night. I was surprised so think- as to how much space they were giving him. I just think if Ben Brown can hit form in September, Melbourne win. Oh, well, just, for me, Ben Brown, again, got a favourable matchup because uh, I don't think Edwards is not ready for AFL football yet at all and he shouldn't even be near uh, starting 22. So I think Ben Brown, again, it, it's, it's, I'm telling you, majority of forwards just exploit the favourable matchup in today's game. Yeah, and I, I think if, if you can get a favourable matchup that works for you on the day, that's the one you exploit. And everyone knows that Ben Brown is not a contestant, Mark. He likes to get yeah. on the lead. And yeah, they just let, left space for him to space lead in into. Space in front of him, yeah. They, they, had no one, they had no one blocking space for him. And he was just leading into everything. And everyone knows that when Ben Brown plays, if you cut off his space, it's, he's going to be hard for him to have a good day. Yeah, I mean, uh, so anyway, that'll wrap up the round. Uh, we're going to get into our uh, 22 of the week, and uh, Adam's up first here. So I don't know if I'll put you under the pump here, mate. I don't think you've done yeah. much research. <laughs> under yeah. the pump, mate. No, I just went off uh, what I've what I seen on the weekend, some players. Uh, so a few backmen. There was a big backman this week. There was a few good games for the defenders. Well, my, my back line is Vlosten, back pocket. I think he was really good. Andrew's at full back. Harris Andrews at fullback, and LALA at back pocket. And then my halfback flank is Scrimshaw, Sam Taylor at centre halfback, and, and my boy and your boy Sinclair. I like this game a lot, so I'll put him in. You're not going to put Wilkie in. You're not going to put Wilkie in. He kept yeah, Franklin. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, not putting Cal. You're not taking. Are you taking the piss uh, out of him? How many disposals did Wilkie get? It's not about the disposals. He kept Franklin to a goal. Yeah, but t- Taylor dominated, and so did Elia Lair. Oh, it was between nice. Wilkie and Andrews, and I Wilkie think Andrews had a very good Andrews. game as well. Oh. Andrews. Oh, mate. Harris That's... Andrews. I think he's a good game. One goal. He's undersized by how many? Six centimetres, and he kept Buddy to one goal. And yeah. Buddy, had a, Buddy, Buddy had a bad game. That was not talking about Buddy in, playing oh, well. He was Come even on. in the coach's box. Buddy mate. was poor, yeah. So was Andrews. Oh. I don't know. Andrews, man. if you watch that game, I think he had something like 10 marks, Andrews. I thought no line, Burton, uh, Nah, I, Burden, Burden, I put Scrimshaw in. I thought he was really, really good this week. Yeah, Sinclair. I take, I put, I put Wilkie in before Sinclair. Yeah, well, I've already got three key defenders, so I thought I put another running line in. If it wasn't Sinclair, I would consider Burden. Uh, I would consider Rich. But it was it was a toss-up for that Sinclair for the last one. But I like his game. I like his defensive pressure as well. Yeah, God. All right, whatever. Okay, you go to the center line, mate. 
Um, <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, <laughs> no, nah, well, do tell me if you actually try. Do you actually think? I think Andrews was just a better player. He, he could play. Those three key defenders were as good as anyone. Um, I wouldn't put Wilkie yeah. in. Uh, whatever, mate. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I had Petrarca, um, but I pushed him to a wing because I know that he can play the wing. I had Taranto in the centre, and I had Jack Graham on the other wing. Um, and then for the followers, I had Jack Steele and Tom Mitchell, and I had Rowan Marshall. Yeah, I agree with all those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would have loved to put um, the big O in as well. He had a decent game. He kicked two goals. Um, I just thought Rowan's ability to get around the ground was pretty good. Uh, even Jackson, I mean, for Melbourne, he had a good game. He didn't win a lot of hitouts, but he got around the ground really well, so he could have even been rock. So. Did, did, um, who, who was the midfield again? Who was in the centre? Um, Taranto in the centre. Petrarca yeah. and Graham on the wings. Where's Took Mill? I didn't get a go. I think he was yeah. having a good week. Oh, I was, I was touch and go, but I had to put Jack Graham in. Yeah, Graham was good, but uh, yeah. that's fair enough. Took Miller, you probably get on the bench, but he was very good yeah. this week, Took Miller. Yeah, no, no, he was good. I just thought Steele had a good game as well. Kicked two goals, I think, one goal one, 34 and 14 tackles, I think. So. Yeah. I'll go the, uh, the half forwards. Uh, so, uh, William Baker, I'm on half forward flank. I thought he was huge for the Tigers. I thought uh, he was the, the difference in the game in the second half. Joe Danaher at centre half forward. Uh, he was probably, probably his best game for the year, I'd say, Danaher. He really he was it. Had a favourable matchup again. Favourable matchup again. That's all we. That's all I see. <laughs> he also that's had seven score involvements and 17 disposals. I'm not sure I played out of that nine score involvement, so that's a big stat for me. Did uh, Zorka make the forward line? Uh, no, he didn't make my forward line. Jesus Christ. Zorka probably wanted to... Well, I thought he would be putting the midfield. Yeah, I thought he'd be in, in the centre, to be honest, this week. He played in the midfield this week, but... Oh, it was hard to find to push anyone out. It was hard to push Petrarca and or Graham. I think Zorko would get in the half forward flank. Yeah, he did kick a couple. But no, it's um, Anyway, I had uh, Dylan Moore on the other flank. Uh, he was huge. I thought he played one of the better games from a half forward I've seen this year. I thought Dylan Moore against Pies. Uh, he just, he just uh, had. I love the way he plays. He's just one of those old fashioned footballers who, you know, just. Just knows how to read the packs as well. And, yeah, he kicked uh, three goals, uh, two goals, four goal assists, 20 disposal, seven score involvements. Uh, in that sense, Bruce, he really helped him. Uh, in the forward pocket, uh, Toby Green, uh, he was massive, I thought. Then um, at full forward, I had Peter Wright. Uh, and at uh, the other forward pocket, I had Jack Higgins. Yeah, Jack Higgins. I was going to say, if you didn't put him in, you gave me a heart attack. Then. Yeah, yeah, it was good this week. It was really good this week, Jackie. Really when good. the game was hot, uh, he was the one that really. Yeah, some of his goals around the body, both sides as well. Fucking hell! That you got a lot of talent, uh, Jackie. To be honest, he. Well, I always said when you, we uh, got him for an upgrade second round, though, we lost the other match trade. He could he could easily kick forty goals a year. There's a lot of people that's been losing out on trades. I mean, Sydney gave a lira lira away for pretty much nothing. A third rounder. Uh, yeah, we're going to go to the bench anyway. I guess we can all do this. Uh, the one player I think has to be on the bench is, uh, yeah, Took Miller. Yep. Took Miller, yep. Dane Zorko. Yeah, Dane Zorko. Zorko. Yep. Callum Wilkie. Uh, no, I don't no. Well, This is my logic. <laughs> yeah, if he's not in the key defender position, I'm not putting Wilkie on the bench. Well, I, I think Pe- Wilkie had a good game. But it's more like Franklin had a bad game than Wilkie 
Uh, you can't say that. Got really shut down. No, no, but he got he shut down. But come he on, you think, did you? If you think Franklin's firing, Wilkie's going to completely shut him down. To me, Franklin wasn't working. His work rate. You wasn't can't there. say that. Though. Like, like the rest of the that. rest of the Sydney forward line. You can't and say the, that. And the though. team in general. So, so, so Wilkie would never get a vote because even when he wins most, well, Wilkie, contests, Wilkie you can't have be... a vote. You have to say sorry, mate. You can't have a vote because usually this guy should keep ten on you. So if you're going to keep doing this, we're never going to give you a vote. You just no, because fringe. yeah, well, no. Well, if, he, if he starts doing that every, every week, but he does do it every week. If he goes under the radar. He does do it every week. He he's a good player. Radar. He's a good player. He would be I, I, a shooting into game. every AFL team. But I'm not putting him in just because he, he shut down a man. You name an AFL Jack team Taylor, that wouldn't Sam play. Taylor, Sam Taylor shut down Hawkins. He had seven disposals, Talon Wilkie, by the way. Yeah, well, Sam Taylor. <laughs> Sam Taylor. <laughs> well, you're taking the piss, mate. Oh, yeah, whatever. Sa- I'll Sam Taylor. Was well, he replacing Sam Taylor or Elias? What's Sam Taylor? Read me Sam Taylor. No, he's replacing Harris Andrews, mate. Harris Andrews wasn't that good. He played the team. What did he have to do, really? I mean. Let's be honest. No, yeah, I'm just saying, Harris Andrews was just orchestrated that back line. Like, Fremantle couldn't get a forward. Can someone read me yeah. Sam Taylor's stats? Sam, Sam Taylor dominated. Yeah, he, nah, he was definitely in there. In the, uh, okay, 20 well, then read me Harris Andrews' stats. Yeah, dominated too. Uh, Harris Andrews had 20 disposals. Was, was Callum, tell me this. Was Callum Wilkie best on ground yeah, for the Saints? Was he, was he best on ground? He was third best. Third best. So, so how many Saints are in this team at a week? And you want to put Wilkie in as well. You've already got four St Kilda players well, it's in. It's not my fault they dominated. I don't know. It's, it just, it just screams of a... Is it my fault, Wilkie? Dom- is it my fault that Steele dominated? Is it my fault that Ron Marshall dominated around the ground? Is it my fault Higgins decided to kick four goals on both I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm saying he wouldn't even be top three on the ground. Yeah, we need to finish well, the bench. He is. First was Steele. I would say second was probably Parker. And then I would even say I just can't put Wilkie in Marshall. And in the I don't right. think I don't think the quality of that game was that much higher than every other quality in, in all the other games. I think there's a lot of comedy of errors. Uh, by that the game. way, uh, Luke Parker would be uh, in the team on the bench. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I think uh, so. Who do we have? Um, Took Miller, Dane Zorko, um, Luke Parker, and I think uh, I'll make a case for Noah Anderson this week. Thought he was really good. Nah. Yeah, I thought it was, Anderson was good. I, I put you, Davies, Uniac before. I, I think Zach Merritt had a good week. Yeah, I thought Zach Merritt played well. I had, 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 I had, I had Zach Merritt in. Like, I was tossing up with Zach Merritt this week. I think Zach Merritt gets in. Yeah, we'll put Zach Merritt in then. Yeah, that's right. I'm still pissed and, uh, about Loki. We're going to have a segment. Uh, mate, you can't have. Top if 10. the game wasn't that high quality, to have put seven St. Kilda players in the week, man. Oh, okay, you no, nah, yeah, well, no, I'm taking Wilkie out, out, mate. That's what the one we took out was Wilkie, mate. Yeah, that's fucking we're gonna have a segment here called the top tens, and uh, this week uh, we're gonna do the top ten players in the competition. So if Wilkie somehow, if Wilkie gets a Brownlow vote, I should yeah. have a slap you that night on Brownlow night. Wilkie Brown is not getting a Brownlow. Mate, that is just overrating. If he gets one, I'm gonna slap you. That is just overrating, if he gets one, Buddy Franklin. You. you get, you get a Brownlow vote for you. keeping Franklin. What? How many goals did Franklin kick? One. Yeah, yeah, from a free kick. You get a brown, you get a brown vote for keeping Franklin the one goal. Jesus Christ! How many oh, heaps? It, he, come oh, on, that's whatever. crazy. He's that's crazy talk. Boys, he we're doing the top ten. Well, that's Wrap crazy talk. We're over it. I think you watch the game. I did we're watch the game. Right. I put Sinclair in. Clearly not. I've had enough of the Wilkie talk now. That's it. I think he yes. could have been in two quarters to us, but he's not. Adam's done the back line. We'll go to the top ten players. 
are currently in the AFL, and uh, we'll all do our number. That sound. We'll start off with that. Right now, this season. Yeah, the, who's the best player in the competition? For me. Yeah. I I like Petrarca. Yeah, I'm going Petrarca too. I'm going Bond. The Bond. Bond. Bond's probably like I just think Petrarca's got um I don't know that extra something extra special. Yeah, he does. He does those plays that just look so good. Yeah. yeah. He's great to watch the track. Sometimes he's a bit lazy and slow, but I do think he's a great player. Yeah. Uh, I have second then. Bond Bell. Oh, no, I have second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's third? For me, it's a bit left field. I'll put Toby Green. Okay. Uh, I've got Jack Steele third. Toby Green is a player in the league. I think if he turns it on, He'll turn it on, you know. He's what he's probably been the best forward this year, a uh, best small forward. So yeah, I'll put him in. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, a third best player for me is Jack McRae. I got Jack McRae's four. I got Jack McRae like number eight. Uh, who's your third then, mate? My third was Toby Green. Uh, who's four? Fourth, Clayton Oliver. I got yeah, Clayton I Oliver fifth. Yeah, I've got Peyton Oliver fifth too. Oh, you got fifth then, huh? My fifth, I got Walsh. I got Walsh sixth. <laughs> yeah, well, Walsh is uh, he's, he's pretty good. I got Harry McKay. I got Harry McKay at seven. Yeah, I had Harry McKay six. I got McKay seven. Mc, Mc, Harry McKay was was I think I think uh, you kind of missed out. He almost missed out. He's number eleven. You you don't have Harry McKay in your top ten players in the league. Uh, he's going to win the Coleman, but I still think he's got a lot of areas to improve on. Speechless. <laughs> That's fair enough. Then, mate. It's a midfielder's. <laughs> it's a midfielder's. It's oh, for me. It's a midfielder's. We're not doing the brown one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, Seriously, I, I, got, I got. I got. Took me like eight. Yeah, I took me like eight. Uh, number seven. I had Clayton Oliver. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm fifth. Okay. I had uh, number seven, my uh, Jack Steele. Yeah, I Yeah. Who do you have eight again, boy? Nine. Yeah, I had Parrish at eight. Yeah, I put just because he has, he's been well, 100%. Um, oh, what was his name again? Ollie Wines at uh, 10 for me. Uh, oh, what about Ollie Wines? I had Wines at 9, and then I put Took Miller at 10, and then Mackay at 11. I would have to take Took Miller out for Wines. I don't know. I didn't have. I didn't put Wines. I'll, I'll, I'll take Took Miller out, push him out line to Wines. Well, if you, if you guys want me to put Harry Mackay in, I'll take Took Miller out. But I still think, even though he's going to win the Coleman and he's probably the best goalkeeper we've got in the competition at the moment, I still don't think he's a complete forward. He's got a lot of aspects of his game he can prove on. He gets a high usage rate. But the amount of times Carlin targeted him in the forward line, I think he is. He could do a lot more off-the-ball work, um, getting teammates into the game. Like you can't make a top-10 players and then not have a goalkeeper. Oh, I don't think it's Taylor Green. For his yeah, ability to get so. purely, purely for his ability to get his teammates into the game, 
and and bring uh, everyone else. Right. You, you have your arguments for everyone. I mean, you can say Mackay is in hundred percent complete. You can say Toby Green's a sniper. Um, um, yeah. No, well, the I'll, one thing that... about Mackay is that he hasn't had a good goal tally this season. So the previous um, three common medals were like in a normal season were uh, Wayne Franken kicked seventy three, Jack Rebolt kicked seventy. And Jeremy Cameron kicked the seventy six, and Harry Mackay is on fifty eight at the moment. So that yeah, was... but the games changed as well. Don't forget. Yeah, I don't think it's changed too much for than three years ago. I don't There's think the forward lines now. now. I think that was out there. Yeah, uh, I think the game has changed. It's it's tough to kick goals, but that's what I'm trying to say. Harry McKay, although he's a Coleman medalist, people just assume because he went to Coleman. I think it's just been a down year for forwards. You got players like Tom Hawkins, Tex Walker. Jack Rewalt coming into the end of their careers and they're still in the top five. And how many years they got left? Two years? Yeah. Well, I think that's something we need to uh, actually talk about. I and mean, we might talk about it now, considering that it's come up. Where, where are the key forwards coming from? I mean, you've got Max and Ben King. They're two, you would say, are going to really take the step. I think Max King's going to be really good. I, the way he's been playing, holy shit. Like, it's crazy stuff. I reckon he's going to be well, really think- good. Best forward in the league. So we're going to do another segment now. Uh, just remind me, boys. So who's going to be the best in four years in the following categories? Okay, so we're going to go midfield, uh, defence, rough, forward, and coach. So five categories. Yeah. Well, so who's going to be Which one are we starting with? Uh, defender. Defender. Best defender. Yep. Four years' time, yeah? I'm going to go with Noah Bolter. Who's the guy that played on Frank um on Hawkins on the weekend for GWS? For, for me, I'm still going Harris Andrews. He's only 24 years old, so for me, he could just be still continue doing what he's doing. I'm taking a stab. What's the bloke that played on on Hawkins on the weekend? Sam, Sam Taylor. Taylor. I'm going with Sam Taylor then. Nah, I I wouldn't even. Does the defender ever play well to you, Adam, or is it just always? No, no, they play well. But I think <laughs> I think there's there's multiple aspects to it. They only play you know, well the when they beat you. <laughs> when I like seeing a defender, like when we talk about like is they win, how many legitimate like are they everywhere? Like kind of like when I think last time I see. Uh, a real defender just absolutely dominate a backline was Rance because he did everything. Yeah, but Rance was a generation of play though. He's not going to find an else. No, but yeah, Taylor had a very good game. He took every, he was very clutch. He didn't drop a mark. Will, so how old is Sam Taylor? 22. Yeah, 22. Oh, yeah, I'm going with him. I think Harris Andrews here yeah, is the obvious option. And Do you know who I think is going to be? A, he's one of the best defenders in the league now, and he's only 24. I, I think Highmore for St Kilda is going to be good. Nah, stop it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Every St Kilda player. Why are you saying Wilkie, mate? Jesus. <laughs> no, Highmore's shutting, shutting down, games. Shutting down a 34-year-old. I, 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 like, I was going out on a whim a bit with Bolter and plays Richmond, but at least Bolter's had games where he's been like the best player on the ground. Practically. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll say Jack Henry. He's dominating. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Henry, Henry's no, better than Highmore. Don't, you guys no, like he's it. not. Better. No, he's not. Highmore's oh, played seven games and he's better than Henry. He's played seven games. He's better than Henry. Fake, fake, 
I think Tim English, he's got a very good kick of the football and he's... Could be Ron Marshall. Could be Ron Marshall. I yeah, Marshall, no, Marshall is close to me. I think Marshall's good, but I don't think he... he was, yeah, I, I think agree with Adam, number he's a bit one. short. I think would be number one rock. Yeah. But I think, obviously, if he was a little bit taller, he wouldn't be as agile and versatile as he is. Sean so. uh, Darcy and Raleigh O'Brien can both play claims, I think. Raleigh O'Brien... Sean Darcy's an interesting one. Sean Darcy, for me, is a bit overrated for mine. I don't. He can I still he... he can still develop his body a lot though, so he can still get a lot of improvement in that that, that aspect. I think, he's but he's already ba- he's already banged up for mine. Darcy's already banged up. I see a lot of potential in English to play multiple games of football. Darcy, he's already got knee issues. I, I've seen the I haven't seen Draper like I haven't seen anything good out of Draper that makes me think he's going to be that good. Draper. Yeah, Draper. Yeah, no, nah, he's very athletic. He wins a lot of What do you think that? He could become good, but at the moment, no, he's vastly overrated. Ooh, Druckman just listed it. Is Jackson even that tall to be uh, as a ruckman? All right, uh, he's a little bit shorter than going. Luke Jackson, I think he's tall enough. Yeah. He's 198 centimetres. Yeah, it's kind of – it's not it's not tall for a ruck. It's uh, a short ruck. That, I yeah, know. so I think I think all these players who we could be mentioning could all be just second rucks. So there's still probably room in the league for a number one ruck to develop. Uh, anyway, we're going next to uh, the coach. Who's going to be the best coach in four years' time? Coach, Jesus Christ, that could be anyone. Clarko. Pretty keen on a prediction in this one, and it's uh, Ben Rutten. Ben Rutten. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, it, it could be they win a premiership. It's just a prediction. It's the a thing prediction. with the thing with coaches though, who's the best coach? Because you win a premiership now, you're the best coach. Well, I think Hardwick and Clarkson. Clarkson number one. Hard. The rest are mm, fair way away. It's all about it, it's. This is kind of asking who's going to win a premiership. What about North coach? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I rate him. I really do. I think he's all right. Uh, David Teague, mate. Once, uh... <laughs> <laughs> once, you to, uh, once you go to Richard, my heart will get sacked, mate. Uh, Are you guys convinced? Who do you reckon is going to go to Carlton? I think Ross Lyon's going to go there. That would be Carlton. the biggest mistake Carlton's ever done. Carlton Clarkson. Yeah, it'll be Clarkson. If Teague's getting sacked this year, it'll be Clarkson. I, no, I, think that, no, I think I don't know. It's a real interesting one. Does Clark want to go there? Because the administration at Carlton's just a dead set rabble. I think Ross yeah, Lyons ran for them. I honestly Ross think Lyons, for me? Ross Lyons will probably fit in because he's thick. I think Carlton needs someone like Ross because Ross is the type of guy that will just be like, no, nah, this is not acceptable. No, well, no. I, 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 I disagree with that sentiment that Ross Lyons is some guy who leads good cultures. When he was at St Kilda, he had a terrible culture. He was a talented man. No, nah, I and, think he's right for Carlton. Only off the field dramas did St. Kilda have on Ross Lyon was a coach for that football club. Well, well, Blake's referring not to off field culture. That was a play thing. It's the on on field culture and defensive pressure. Because that's what Ross Lyon would try to bring. Because Carlton's defense is horrible. If if Ross Lyon goes to uh, Carlton, take away my prediction of Harry McKay being the best forward because he'll kill his career. Yeah, I agree. If I (laughs) I was playing McKay and Ross Lyon went to Carlton, I'd, I'd ask for a trade. I'll go to North Melbourne with my twin. Yeah, I'll, like, you know, you know that they've got the cattle to be able to play Ross Lyon's game plan, which is heavy on defence, move the ball. No, they, they, they they it's because they, it's because they don't have the cattle. They're just going to put everyone in the back line. 
I think they're, 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 Carl- I think what, they're really talented, Carlton. I just think that their systems are... No, well, this is my logic. If you're really talented, you want to play an expansive brand of football. Yeah, yeah. If you're oh. lacking talent, you put them in the back line. Oh, I don't think that's true. St Kilda had that game plan and we had heaps of talent. Yeah, but you didn't have more talent than Geelong. That's what we, that's we why I brought better in that team game. Than you that year. We should have won the flag. You we didn't have that. a better talent, though. You had a more defensive game plan team. that nullified our game plan. We had a better Come on, you, you can't argue that. Oh, my God. We should have had you smoked at half. It's because your game plan nullified our game plan. We that's what Ross came in and did. You, you, you've clogged up the back line and then Geelong couldn't use the corridor. And, uh, while we're at it, uh, Collingwood, who's going to coach Collingwood? Um, uh, Adam, Kingsley will, Adam Kingsley will coach Collingwood. I remember saying in the group chat and Black had a good Don, and now he's into three dollars and he's practically the favourite to take the coaching gig. So I'm going to laugh. Don Pike's a dollar forty. He's a dollar forty. Don Pike. Which yeah. betting agency is this? Sportsbet. Okay, I'm going to quickly look it up because I just I'm struggling. My, to... my, my, my tip on the Collingwood coaches, I heard them. They say due to COVID restrictions, they haven't been able to commit to a full coaching search. So my fear is that they may be going after someone who's interstate at the moment. Who's the highest interstate coach on that betting market? Michael Voss. Yeah, I'm Ross could be the one as well, to be honest. Yeah, because no, because I heard they were saying that they due to COVID they can't commit to a full coach. Don Pike's not. Uh, isn't he? Who's he coach for? Melbourne, isn't it? Is it Melbourne? Yeah, I think, I'm not sure, but I think Melbourne is um, um Alan Richards. Well, I think I think they could be looking after for someone who's like maybe want to interview someone at a interstate club. Yeah. Male coming out, and I've heard it as well. Oh, mate. If Collingwood get Don Pike, I think that's a woeful mistake as the next character. I, I never rated him. No. Then again, I will say he got that horrible Adelaide team to a grand final and our favourites. So, but, yeah, that, Adelaide were probably more deserving on, on that season. They were probably better over the year. I think Brad Scott's going to go to Collingwood as well. Brad Scott is a very strong chance to end up at Carlton. Brad Scott again, I, I just don't understand it. He's been out of game for yeah. years now. It's... Brad he Scott, I understand more than Don Pike. Brad oh. Scott got the most out of that North Melbourne team for years, really. Look, I think, so, I think Don Pike. Yeah. Harrow, all these rumours, all these coaching rumours. Where did these coaching – did the journalists just pull this out of, the, out of their ass? Or like, where do these rumours well, actually Harrow's come from? usually pretty wrong. no one really that... knows. Caro was no, saying, Caro knows that, all. Yeah, Caro knows all. And she was saying Brad Scott was in an interview with Collingwood. Well, yeah, he could go there. Uh, anyway, boys, we'll he's end the it. AFL board, isn't he? What's he doing for the AFL? He's a boy. Yeah, he's some, yeah, he's some high up job down the AFL. He's running Collingwood need to sack Robert. They need to sack Robert Harvey. Laughing down. Yeah, well, anyway. Um, Harvey needs to go. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'll sack him this week. I'll sack him this week. <laughs> <laughs> he made me. He made me look bad. Letting Hawthorne Bowlers just run rampant. I've never seen so many anyway. free plays in my life. Anyway, uh, we're going to end up with the roast of the week. So, who do we want to put under the spotlight to have a big week next week, boys? Um... Robert Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, I don't I'll think Rob is a bad coach. I think he's a quiet guy. I think, he, I think he's a terrible coach. He's been assistant for Collingwood. <laughs> they shift him the forward. They shift him the back line. They shift him the midfielder. shift him development. Now he's got senior coach and he's been crap at all of them. Get rid of him. He has to go to Buckley. I don't know how you can sack the main coach and not get rid I'll of him that assistant. I'll go with uh, the bloke I want to uh, get into this week is Isaac Haney. Um, I just think he's... So overrated, as I can. He does. He he's good games. Don't get me wrong. He's got the talent to be an A plus grade and just take the competition by storm. But he never does it. I agree with you. He's up and down. Yeah. Yeah, is he's, he, he's inconsistent like a lot of other players? He's a yo-yo. No, but to me, he has more talent than them though, and he's just like for real. You look at his games. He well, he comes out against the Eagles in round sixteen, has eighteen disposals, three goals, three, and he changed that game. Then he goes 17, one goal, 18, no goals, 17 disposals, no goals, 15 disposals, no goals. And then against the Dockers, he has 22 disposals and kicks five goals. But that's just what it does. He's just, he, yeah. oh, he would frustrate me. Well, oh, I don't know. Maybe but, Dockers just let players have good games. <laughs> no, I just think he needs really. Um, he needs a rocket up. He's old now, he needs, too. He needs a big September, Isaac Haney. That's my uh, roast of the week. Uh, and my other roast of the week is Reece Stanley because he's everything I despise in modern football. <laughs> he's an athlete you can't, you can't play football. I don't think he's the man forward for finals. I really don't. I think Radical is better than him. Ah, yes. Yeah, uh, Stanley I've been what, saying this for three weeks. I, I never understood yeah, the debate. Yeah, okay. I see more capabilities in Radical A. He just can't win a hit out. And he's got no engine. He can't run out of game. I think I you're going to need a bigger body. Them. Cameron as opposed to Stanley in finals. Oh, I think Stanley will play. They will play Stanley over radically. I feel probably true. But... I think the best thing that can happen for All of Stanley's detractors. He is Stanley's got no consistency. I have no faith in him to play well, and he will most likely burn us in finals again. But when he plays well, he's a better ruckman than radically. When Stanley has good games, he actually plays pretty well. But like, he's just really, really. We trade him, him for a reason. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, Adam, who are you putting under the spotlight this week, mate? I thought nice. you'd have one lined up straight away. Uh, Sam Menegola. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Sam Menegola. Oh, jeez. This bloke. He comes. He comes to Geelong as a midfielder, and then, and then he has like you know he's capable of winning winning getting the ball, but and he tries to take over Isaac Smith role, running hard, but. God, he's slow, and he has no, he doesn't have no influence on the contest. And in that game, someone needed to go on the inside and win the ball. Dangerfield went down, and Manigola, I don't know what he trotted out, 12 disposals. He was just really, really poor, so I expect him to lift this week. I reckon he's more of a fucking half-forward. Yeah, no, nah, he's, he's not. I don't think he's even a half-forward. I think he's, he's a good kicker goal. He's a good kicker goal. He's a good kicker goal. That's my other thing about Manigola. He's got the slowest. If you know NBA talk slow release, Manigola has got the slowest release I've ever seen. You can see him wind up. He takes eight seconds to hit, kick the ball. He's just winding up. It, he telegraphs it, and and he's selfish and he goes for goal all the time too. He never looks. He, he didn't try to go for it. He snapped he he from forty-eight in the weekend, Adam. What did he get? Yeah, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two. Oh, what percentage? What percentage did he get? Eight inside fifties. I'll have a look. Oh, this is why stats don't tell you the true story. What percentage did he go at? This, oh, that would tell me the true story. Percentage? I'm just uh, getting it up he here. He doesn't right? work both okay. ways, I'll tell you that much. No, he, he's slow too. We miss Isaac Smith so much in that the game. The only, time, only oh, game I've seen work yeah, both ways is when you beat us by 100 last year. He went at 
basically. That's pretty good. It's not bad. I'm uh, saying he can play a lot better. 67. That's what I'm trying to say. I think he has he, – he didn't show much intensity at the contest. That's all I was saying. Especially how their midfield absolutely dominated ours. I don't know. I expect more from him, especially since Duncan's went down and then Isaac Smith came out. He was the sole wingman and he just let us down. All right, Blake, who are you going with, Matt? Yep. So we're just going for someone that needs a lift here. Yep. Well, we've got a man coming in this week. He's been paid 20-something thousand a game and he's played about 10 games for these last four years, Dan Hanabry. He's taken oh, this for a ride, this bloke. He's taking us for a ride. He's taking oh, everything. I'm He's taking meals from everyone. Um, I'm expecting something. He signed the contract, Dan Hanabry, to go yeah. on less money, like out of yeah. his own free will. I yeah, thought yeah. that was taken good, co- by the way. Oh, well, he had to do something. He was on 800000 a year for doing nothing. He should pay the club back money for his medical bills. Yeah. That's not cheap. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and all the spots he cost us. He didn't have to do that. Let's be honest. If you want to be a shit bloke, you don't have to do it. Yeah, um, but all the blokes are shit blokes, mate. How many players are getting paid over? I don't care. I don't care if he took a pay mate. cut to take fucking two minutes. St. Kilda should have put him in a salary dump, you know? Send away your first round pick, true or style, you know? Trade <laughs> I'm expecting... I'll, I'll, no, I'll, 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 it's on him this week. He owes us. We need something from him. So, I actually hope... Uh, We'll, we'll do the podcast on Thursday, previewing the game, Thursday night. But, uh, geez, I hope the Saints win. I've got to say. Um, yeah. I'm going hard for the Saints this week, by the way, boys. Yeah, Just to make that top four real interesting. Top eight. <laughs> it's, uh, geez, they catch through to the D. Is Dangerfield actually going to play? play? Is Dangerfield well, actually nah, going to play? He might play, but he'd be sore. I, I, I don't, don't think, think he'll play. play. I think they're talking smack because they've got a lot of injuries and they want to try and fuck with us. But... Um, I mean, the first thing I'll be doing is throwing the coat hanger at Dangerfield, if that's the case. <laughs> he's a tough man. He's a tough man, Dangerfield. Uh, he is. He's a great go. player. I, I really, really, if he wasn't playing, like if he wasn't so injured this year, I would have easily had him in the top 10 still. Yeah. I think I agree with that. When he's been in the game. Well, he's been woeful, but not woeful, but uh, when he's good games. When really. he has his good Some games. Some of his good games are dominant. Like, if they're going to win a grand final, you're going to This is why the first, like, stats are so misleading because, like, some of those games he said he hasn't played that well, he's still got, like, 25. I suppose, like, meant the goal getting 22. Yeah. It's unfair. He's set a standard over the years. Even when, like you said, look at the efficiency. Even that, like, the way the game plan Geelong plays, we just chip it around. Everyone's got high efficiency. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I agree with that. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll wrap it up. So. Yeah, we'll finish there. Um, we'll be back Thursday to preview what is going to be an absolute massive round 22. So, see you later. Yep, see you yeah, later, yeah. boys.